welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Things are finally starting to heat up. Isn't that so great, Christy? The weddings are over. What a joyous day. We're finally, we're finally moving along. Yeah, the pressure's off. Things are getting more real. I mean, I'm not really caring a whole lot about their mental states. I'm saying for my own mental state, having things be more exciting is just, it's way more interesting and happy. I don't know. I've always liked the wedding episodes. The initial, them both seeing each other, the awkwardness at the altar, the talk right after. I, I never mind that part. So here's the thing. If they took those moments and made it a single like 20 minute episode i would love that <laughs> do it no we have to have but, 20 minutes of lead up to each wedding but instead this is now episode four right <laughs> yes and, and they're finally they're, they have, we don't even get to really ex- we don't get to experience honeymoon yet but they do like make it to mexico finally yeah i wasn't even sure if we'd actually make it to mexico in this episode but we we, we're, we've arrived right we have which is again i say it's the fourth episode here uh they really like to draw out the eight weeks uh, but i i'm i'm starting to become just generally more happy now as, as things start to happen uh, a bit faster and like with a little bit more uh, just awakeness, I suppose. You know, we start with Becca and Austin. Um, He apparently messed up his shoulder snowboarding, so he needs to sleep on a certain side in order to cuddle. Mm-hmm. It's always... It's always interesting to me thinking about the whole couple side of the bed thing because I don't know how it how it typically or usually gets decided even it just seems like for a lot of people they have their side of the bed like Well yeah, you certainly do. Well, like a lot of people do like i've surveyed so many people all right <laughs> no i mean it, like my my parents have been sleeping on the same sides of the bed for like 30 years well i feel like that's normal <laughs> once you pick a side i can't you can't switch <laughs> it would feel weird i know that's just it's it's one of those things like, in life that uh doesn't seem all that important but then you know you hear about someone, you know, going to a hotel, and it's like this is a completely different bed. Why did like the layout is completely different? It's like when I was in college, like whatever seat we sat in the first day of classes, where we all sat the rest of the semester. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a little strange to me. I don't know. I mean, I just uh, like change a bit more. The the more just peculiar thing was the fact that. Uh, because obviously 
the big thing for this episode is they're finally back at their hotel room. Oh, how are they going to react? What are they going to wear for PJs? Are they going to be cold to each other? Or are they going to be into each other? What's ooh, what's going to happen? And then they change into PJs. And for some reason, he's wearing a backwards baseball cap <laughs> with his PJs. Indoors. <laughs> I, well, like, right, they came from the wedding. Yeah. Right? So it's not like... Oh, I was just wearing this. He changed from his suit into PJs and put the hat on. <laughs> maybe he had it. Maybe his hair was messed up. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was very funny to me to to see that. I mean, both of them, both of them are still very much just giggly and very happy. Mm-hmm. She's going to wait till the morning to reveal her medical information, which is a good call, I think, considering later she said he was, like, so tired. So. <laughs> was it was it, uh, was it them that, uh, as he was, like, changing in the bathroom, she's like, oh, I want to see you naked? Um, or was it somebody else? It may have, I don't remember it, who it, said it, that. It just seemed so enthusiastic that it could only have possibly been her. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Not not a whole lot tends to happen in terms of earth-shaking importance type stuff. No. Since, I mean, you get back from a wedding, that was your wedding, and you're kind of conked out. Uh, but what about Lauren and Orion? She gave him a silk bonnet when she pulled hers out. <laughs> Which I don't think, it didn't seem like he had heard of that before, but he was a good sport. Mm -hmm. That is very, that's very much a very specific type of hair thing. Yes, for sure. I mean, she certainly needed it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it really would be of much benefit to his hair necessarily. Besides I mean, just the camaraderie. Maybe, yeah, I mean, if his hair is like, kind of dry maybe but otherwise it's yeah it's more of a symbolic thing yeah because isn't it supposed to basically keep like curly hair from getting caught on stuff yeah like not as tangled yeah probably not dry out as much he has pretty straight straight hair so uh i i just thought that and maybe this is an observation from a lifetime of like being incredibly lazy when it comes to going to bed but i thought she had very official pjs like you looked at those and like what she was wearing to bed and you were like yes those are pajamas yeah i mean it was a matching set i mean becca's was also a matching set it was just like colorful and just a different style yeah it's just not really something i'm familiar with like okay let me go to bed in my underpants. Whoa. Uh, yeah, but I guess there's also probably just the TV element. Like I, I know I'm gonna have to be on camera, so I'm gonna. Well, and it's your it's your wedding night too. You want to yeah. make a, you want to make a good impression to this stranger you are now sharing a bed with. Yeah, I feel that like you hope the experts have vetted enough. I feel like each the the bed attire for each 
woman made sense for their whole personality too. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> seemed like it was already getting a bit hot and heavy. With Lauren and Orion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, like, started kissing before camera people left and everything. Yeah, I loved how Orion was like, well, I'm not planning to do anything tonight, but it wouldn't take much convincing. <laughs> uh, of course not. You know, sometimes you just go with, go with the flow. Uh, and, you know, we shift from two pretty happy couples to... The couple that really took the cake for me this episode in terms of just lack of optimism for their survival. Yeah, this was a, a little bit of a darker turn. I mean... <laughs> it's, not what you, it's not what you want. This is the wedding night. You don't want it to take a dark turn. Well, no. I, I notice each couple they have to do the slow motion unbuttoning the the dress with the like like a million buttons and he mentioned he was a horny groom as he was doing it oh no you can't no you can't <laughs> so that was the end of that for them yeah she did not want his help with all of the buttons she's like let's take the buttons down to a platonic level and then i'll figure out how to get the rest yeah she was she was done. Which, those are kind of, I, I feel like those are a bit higher than average difficulty buttons. Just between between the location of them as well as, like, it seems like there's always a million of them. And they always have that, like, thin loop that is hard to get your fingers around. Yeah. So she probably had to, she probably got a good workout trying to get out of the rest of that. After she mm -hmm. like slapped his hand away, <laughs> <laughs> like you can waddles into the bathroom and they dress it. Like that's just on. not something you can say to somebody you just met, unless you're like sure that it'll be received well. Yeah, it just seems like they're having a bit of trouble on the whole chemistry front. Yeah. So he said in his item, I feel like I'm a good reader of sexual energy and claire's not <laughs> exhibiting any right now it's like well dude you stepped in it so yeah i i do feel like there was a necessity to read the room before mm -hmm. he read the room well. <laughs> <laughs> because he read the room but he read too the room <laughs> way too late yeah way way too late and again i i just think that that's something uh, i mean even though it's 2023 is still something you kind of have to take the lady's lead on mm -hmm. yeah um I, I and so like you you can't be you can't be going in hot like that like build build the comments that happened before that since this is like your first time being in such a vulnerable <laughs> position yeah like you're helping videos. her undress <laughs> right exactly you know and uh, you know they're probably underpants 
of some variety involved, but it's still very like it's very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even the whole like just going through your evening routine, your bedtime routine, and potentially having to like take a shower and all of that stuff. Like it's very vulnerable to have to do that in proximity with a stranger. Yeah, it was super awkward for them. Like, oh, I'm gonna brush my teeth. Oh, you take a shower. No, you go. It was. <laughs> yeah. So if only, if only he had not said that and other things. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now I yeah. feel all sad. A little, a little uh, <laughs> shaky start there for them. <laughs> so next is Emily and Brennan. Now these two, she Emily didn't have any issues with Brennan unbuttoning her. No, she's like unbutton me all night. <laughs> so he asks her something about does she sleep in the nude? She says yes, but she will be wearing pajamas tonight. <laughs> so not quite that far yet. Uh, that that is that is correct. But they want the cameras to leave. They kind of whispered <laughs> that to themselves. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic on a preliminary level. They kind of swapped places with Claire and Cameron <laughs> here for me. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah, man, I just, we can keep going. It just, that was just depressing me. <laughs> yeah so becca and austin are still in great spirits the next morning i know I, I i'm just gonna be totally honest with all of you i don't know that i've ever been like that happy in my life just like just like watching them just like they're sort of cuddled up next to each other in bed becca's sort of swaddled in in the covers just absolutely radiating this massive 14 foot smile just like happy as can be just like wow what's it like <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to be so incredibly i mean they just got married enthusiastic to to be alive yeah no it's it's good it's they have good reasons I'm just saying yeah. it's it's a, it's very interesting for me to watch. Yeah, it really radiates on the screen for sure. Mhm. Yeah, they uh both still have a ton in common. I mean, especially with the hating pickles thing, even though they couldn't come to common ground on a handful of other things. Yeah, it's know. okay to have some differences. Mushrooms they are at odds. <laughs> well, they can do half and half on the pizza. <laughs> yeah. So. She does tell him about her surgery, though. Yeah. It's time It's time for the medical reveal. Yeah. And also her autoimmune disease that attacks her spine. I did not catch the name of that. It was very long and probably hard to spell. Yeah. she But she has to take injections for it. I was sad to hear that she's, like, always in pain, even with taking 
the the meds. Yeah, I I'm guessing I'm guessing post endometriosis surgery, she's probably in less pain. What I kind of gathered from what she was saying is is that it seems like the whole spine thing is what is like the big big thing right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And that that's the like spine where, is what's where her the pain, pain is, yeah. yeah, where her her pain is coming from. But then to add endometriosis on top of that is like that's a whole another set of pain that mm-hmm. she's had to endure as well. Yeah, which hopefully after the whole exploratory surgery and whatnot, uh, hopefully that that is in check and it's not causing issues anymore. But yeah, Whew. so it seems like he reacts pretty well to hearing this. Mm-hmm. For now, we will see how he continues to handle it. You know, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, no, it's totally fine. You're in pain all of the time. And your medical situation is not great. And it's another thing to then, you know, deal with that day in and day out. Which, like, it's a little silly because I would say she has it worse, you know, since she's actually experiencing it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's just sometimes people people don't handle being in proximity to medical stuff in the short term or or even in the in the long term like it's hard for some people to like deal with that yeah so hopefully he is able to because if he hurts her i'm gonna be <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose all hope for humanity, let me tell you. We do learn Emily and Brennan did not have sex, even though they like to edit the show in a certain way. Well, you know, she decided to just cuddle for now. You know, mm-hmm. normally normally she, like, she goes for it, and this time, you know, she's trying to, she's trying to do things a little differently. Even though she did, you know, she still has the handcuffs. She just decided not to use them. We do learn a little, a few differences between them, I guess. She blares music at 7 a.m. in the morning. They see it's 68. So there's going to be some (laughs) compromise there. Loves the windows open. I guess she just likes it cold indoors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, she's uh, she's willing to put in earbuds for her husband, which is just—it's so generous. I uh, I did uh, I did kind of laugh when when he was saying he's like, well. You know, it, it, it seems like things are going to go well. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to wear a sweater to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes that's what you that's what you do 
for your spouse is you do weird weird things to humor how they have their lives organized we also learned lauren and orion did not have sex but they discussed it so they are waiting as well mm-hmm. uh i just felt like the morning portion of cameron and claire didn't go very well either <laughs> just like no it was they're like still awkwardness yeah they're like i'm just gonna go stand over here <laughs> away from you yeah like she was sitting in the bed and he was just kind of like off to the side <laughs> <laughs> she said they didn't cuddle so yeah and then i mean so this is a little bit tough for me to say potentially since i'm a, I'm a lover of world war ii facts myself <laughs> but that's maybe not the best thing to run with the morning after you get married to a complete stranger it's just like hey my my grandma helped beat the nazis by perpetuating the myth that british fighter pilots ate boatloads of carrots <laughs> it's such a random thing i don't remember how they got there like how we arrived at that but i i, I can't remember if it was associated with what they were eating with breakfast or just an attempt to oh yes connect. because there was carrots on top of her avocado toast okay. i think that's what reminded him of it yeah i don't know it uh she just did not seem very enthusiastic about that which you know i can't blame her again even though i do love world war ii facts uh but yeah just the it's just so awkward it's real awkward yeah they're not gelling super well mm -mm. no and then of course it's compounded because he's all like well i don't i don't share my feelings i just touch people and she's like but in my family you know we, we share our things with words and it's just like this is gonna go well yep already clashing there yeah yeah like i can't even touch each other in like a platonic way so that's that's going well so it's time for everyone to meet with the family slash friends yes my favorite part of the season brunch time <laughs> was, was that sincere enough for you to believe not quite <laughs> So we start with Emily and Brennan. So she tells his family that she's more career career driven. Not sure if she wants to be a stay at home mom. Mm, boy. So I don't know how how that lands with Russian family. Yeah, not not so sure. She so also learns that he can be abrupt and has a bit of a temper. Oh boy. So that's something to look out for. 
Yeah. So when they ask her about, like, how are you going to adjust having never been in a relationship, her answer is just communication, basically. Which I'm not really sure, like, what else you can really say to that, because, like, you're in it now, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good answer. It just means nothing. Like, yeah, it's more of a platitude. Well, well, I, I'm not even saying that it's a platitude. I'm just saying that, like, it's it doesn't mean anything from the perspective of, like, yeah, you can have the best intentions and sort of know intellectually, like, okay, I've never been in a relationship before, so I'm going to really need to, like, learn how to communicate. But until yeah. you're in the trenches, like living it day in and day out like it's kind of impossible to know what that truly means because yeah that's true every relationship is different and how people interface with each other is different and so like that's gonna that's it's gonna be a, a whole thing so hopefully yeah. she can hopefully she can do it and uh i guess be enough of life of the party to keep him awake <laughs> Brennan does think her high energy will bounce them out so they also inform him that I guess she works a lot of late nights which he said if he's told ahead of time it's fine so I don't remember what it is she does I don't either <clears throat> these are things that you typically remember yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it seems like it makes complete sense. Yeah, I mean. Let's see if she can communicate about it. I might get some uh, late night apartment GoPro footage if she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know they're not afraid to Just use that footage. Like with Kirsten and Shaq. Oh, yeah, him coming in and walking right past her. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bizarre married at first sight things. Um, yeah, I mean, he's still, you know, maintaining, like, this is it. Divorce is not an option. We're going to figure this out, which is great, but sort of lands similarly to the whole communication thing. Yeah, this is also, like, the wrong show kind of to have that perspective right because divorce really 100 percent is an option mm-hmm. in <laughs> fact it's more likely than not and also there's a specific day dedicated to the fact that you can opt out yes <laughs> <laughs> so it's in a lot of respects divorce is even more of an option here than it normally is but uh, well we won't we won't tell him that um, we see yeah. Becca with Austin's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like his family loves her. I did laugh, though, when the dad or his dad talked about reality is going to slap you in the face. And he also said marriage will try their patience. And the wife had, like, the most knowing nod I've ever seen. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, I mean this is this is the the lady who seems like 
I don't know, her marriage has not gone super great <laughs> or something. <laughs> She's always just like, marriage is so hard. It's really difficult. She said she is trusting Becca with his heart. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like mar- marriage is so hard, especially if you're married to your father. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know how uh how this is going to go. The parents are just so optimistic. Was there anything uh notable? For you with uh, Austin's conversation. Um, I thought it was funny. His little. When they asked like. Do you love your job? He's like. Mm, yeah. Just, I feel but, like that's just. A, that, that is the wrong question to ask in 2023. I feel like we have reached a point. Where. Unless you are a very small subset of people. Most people do their job. Because they get paid money. Yeah. <laughs> It's only, there's a few lucky ones who like wake up every day and basically are not working because they love it so much, but that's not the case for most people. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest takeaway, and I'm still, I don't know, it's still a little bit of a question mark for me. And at this point, it's fine because like it's the first time he's hearing about it. And like there's, I feel like it's pretty much impossible to really attached to it properly until like you start going through it but just like the whole medical issue thing still and how she you know she puts on a brave face and keeps on moving forward with relentless optimism despite things being super difficult um you know i was glad they told him that yeah that's just good info you know it's definitely gonna be a a test of his character and their relationship, I think. Yeah. Hopefully she like lets him in with like helping her with that sort of thing. Cause like having to like recover alone, like they were talking about is like, seems awful. Mm-hmm. Next we see Cameron with Claire's family. Mm-hmm. So, he continues to put his foot in his mouth. Here. Oh, like if I were him, just just don't say anything. Just like not like maybe maybe I don't know. Just like say you have laryngitis or something and just have a notepad so you can like filter yourself. Because like I don't remember what question they asked him, but he said he's attracted to her now, but it's hard to answer for the long term. Like you just got married. So, I don't know. It seemed a little pessimistic of an answer. Yeah, especially when he then, in answer to the the relationship question, went on to to describe how I guess he's been in five serious relationships that were all about a year long. Mm-hmm. And he'd be in a relationship for a year, and then he'd take a year for himself <laughs> To decompress, uh, <laughs> and then get another another one, and like that's been that's been his pattern. So there definitely was some concern from the family, like, well, oh boy, how's that gonna work for <laughs> you being committed now? Yeah, 
He also talks about how he tends to pace the physical side faster and he will have to adjust. He I don't really think, is a horny groom. I don't think they needed to hear that either. No, that's something that you definitely keep to yourself. Yeah, he. the whole segment <laughs> was him just not giving a good impression. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I get less and less confident the further along this episode gets. Yeah, I got slightly more optimistic about them last week. But the initial thought I had when that <laughs> when that stuffed animal arrived is <laughs> was looking more and more accurate. Oh, boy. So when she's with his family, they tell her they don't know if he's romantic. He's very confident and she has to get to know him to access his sweet side. So they didn't even have like the most positive (laughs) things to say either. Oh no. Oh no. Uh (laughs) Not feeling so good about this. No, and it only gets worse later. No, impossible. (laughs) Next we see Lauren with Orion's family. They asked her, was she concerned about their age difference? And she said, not as much now. So I guess his personality and everything. I'll be honest. I did not even remember they had an age difference. I didn't either. What is she I like? I guess she's older. Is she older? like 32 or something and he's like 26 um, or something? Look, she is 31. He's 27. That's only oh, a four-year so age cl- gap. I was so close. Yeah. That's not that big. That's not that big of a deal to me, at least. To you, maybe. But to some people... Some people it it is, um, yeah. I mean, pretty. I don't know. I feel like it went fine. Yeah. No, no bombshells. Besides, I suppose. I mean, it's not really a bombshell. It's more just, again, the confusion that I keep having when he talks about how he feels about women. I feel like this time it was, I guess, more positive rather than everyone in my culture is bossy. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. That's what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying is like it continues to confuse me because just a little while ago he was like, yeah, I don't want to be bossed around by no woman. And then here again, he's like, yes, I, you know, I just feel so empowered to be the husband of a strong woman and I hold women women in high regard, which I like is not it's not mutually exclusive necessarily. It's just kinda the flip flop is a little weird. Yeah. Did you feel confident in his whole money situation? Because <laughs> he said he has a consistent check coming in, but I didn't quite catch what else he said about that. I mean it was maybe a little bit of a deflection. Mm. He's like, oh, checks coming in, chasing people down. So I don't know. I mean, maybe. I guess that's something to watch out for. Hard to hard to say, but oh, so sad that my favorite segment of the series is over. <laughs> It just like I know it like it makes total sense for the show. It's just it always remains weird to me that it's like oh we're having brunch with the family and then they split up the couple. 
I mean, that that is true. I wonder if how the dynamic would be different if each couple, like both of them went to each side. Yeah, I, I guess the thought probably is they don't want any censorship. They want people to speak freely. Right. So if, like, you know, they want people to be able to be like, yeah, so he actually doesn't use toilet paper. And he doesn't have a bidet either. It's just his hand. They want people to be able to, like, say stuff like that be able to expose things that might be of concern or need to know information and uh, i guess there's there's probably less chance of that if the person that you are close with is also there yeah (laughs) because it's easier it's easier to say those things when you're not having to look the person you've known for a while in the face while you say them (laughs) that is true yep so as is tradition the black lady gets her hair braided for the honeymoon (laughs) (laughs) happens every year just about well you you don't i mean it makes sense yeah you gotta i do i do it too you gotta protect your hair it is just i I guess it's it's probably just a, a budgetary sort of thing but i don't know i feel like you don't typically see those sorts of hairstyles in the wedding itself you always see some sort of that's true other thing i mean and like for her like it was it was still like a natural hairstyle it wasn't flat ironed or anything but i don't know i guess i guess for most people like the braids aren't fancy enough I, I think the whole vacation braids though is like a thing for like for the wider population of black women. Yes. Okay. And so I think maybe it doesn't really fit with the like you said the wedding. Okay. Or whatever. Well, I mean but... it makes sense if you're going to if you're going to be gone for a week or a couple weeks somewhere, you don't have to worry you like you don't want to worry about having to go through the trouble of washing your hair it is amazing (laughs) (laughs) so it makes sense they do it every year um she said she has two main braiders wow fancy fun fun little detail fancy so they all learn they're heading to cancun not a surprise and then michael arrives i was surprised to see him yes at like the group get together yes. before so he has to explain <sighs> so continues to, uh, i feel a little bad for complaining about it but she still just continues to bring the vibe down well it is a downer <laughs> like i mean it's like how how do you flame out before claire and cameron it's impressive i mean he didn't, even, he, did, he didn't even have a choice. Like, he didn't even last, last till Dom and Mac. No, it never even started, though. Like, <laughs> I know. And, of course, like that, that's no fault, fault of his own. It's just, it's just sad. Yeah. So they, like, invite him on the honeymoon, but he's not going to. Yes, yeah, so he stands alone, waving goodbye sadly as they walk into the distance. <laughs> Yeah. Man, 
I can't believe we're flying to Mexico. It's happening. The honeymoons are finally happening. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, things are moving. Now, where, which leg of the trip was this when they were all like in the like transport vehicle? Was that on the way to the airport? I, where? I thought that was uh, after they had landed on their way to the resort. Okay. Where Cameron says, quote, we can't go too far off the reservation in front of Orion. <laughs> yes. I mean, he is known for his amazing filter. <laughs> uh, of course, speaking about, you know, how you want to stay safe in Mexico and all of that, but, you know, uh, Orion shrugs it off and says something about oh, just, you can you can what did he say you can cure ignorance i think but not willful <laughs> ignorance or something it I, seemed to me he was a little more bothered than he let on maybe like may. i don't know if that's what that thing in the preview is that we saw where he was talking with lauren but that's just my take on it yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't know. I guess it's it's one of those terms, or one of those turns of phrase, that most people just don't know or remember has some like history or connotation mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> uh, you know, of course. Referring to like confining Native Americans to reservations against their their will, you know. Yeah, not great. Which is it's just so a wonderful part of our history here here in this country. Uh, but you know, you have things like that that have worked their way through history. That you know, for most people have lost their meaning or if they know they don't remember that they're not supposed to say them anymore (laughs) uh because he said it and he immediately was like oh oh, sorry (laughs) i wonder if the fact that he lived for a bunch in new zealand has anything to do with that maybe like not as top of mind as it would be for you know, just a regular American. I don't know. But. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a turn of phrase that uh, I feel like isn't, a, like, it's not really in the vernacular anymore. Yeah, I don't feel like I hear people saying this, so. Uh, well, because it's terribly offensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, so there's, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, didn't go over super well. Nope. Um, so, yeah. Back to Claire and Cameron continuing to decline. So, I guess once they got to the hotel, like, she's like, why aren't you helping me with my bag? Right, because they did, they did 
they did pack to somewhat different standards. Well, yeah, he had like a small carry-on and that was it. And she had like a normal like full-sized suitcase plus like a second one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I thought the way he responded to this though was like like kind of passive aggressive. He's like, "Where well, you weren't helping me with my bag, like why would she?" She has a whole big one herself <laughs> to carry plus a second one. And then he said it's rude to assume women can't do things. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 believe, it, I believe it was. It, I, I've been told it's rude. <laughs> it's rude to assume women can't can't do anything, uh, which. Yes, but also like I feel like that's just a thing women appreciate, like a guy lifting something heavy. That doesn't mean you can't do it yourself. Yes, but that's that's the patriarchy. Okay. Well, sometimes if, it sometimes look, it seeps through. Look, still, look if we're if we're gonna get rid of the patriarchy, we gotta get rid of all of it. Not mm-hmm. not keep these little things just because it it benefits you. That that seems huh? to be what is happening. Huh? I've noticed this. <sighs> Which that that is a whole other discussion. But it is something I've noticed. Right. I I just, I don't know. It's. It's like the whole guy paying a dinner thing. The same debate comes up when that happens. Look, 2023. We're we're, splitting it. We're taking down the patriarchy, okay? Uh, I don't know. It, It is. It is a bit difficult because i feel i feel like it's this it's a circumstance where because everything is so new it is safer to default to things that are maybe more i don't know just like social social norms mm-hmm. just as a default until you until you know better or if there is some sort of confusion, at least talk about it. Yeah, he could have <laughs> asked, like, hey, do you need any help? Or you want me to grab that? Or Right. Especially but... since he's got the one little one. <laughs> and he's also 14 feet tall. Yeah, she's only five feet. Like, they did a thing on Instagram. There's a foot difference yeah. between the two of them. Yeah, it's... Uh, so, I-, I feel like... The crux of the issue, though, is that both of them kind of want to be anticipated, <laughs> like their needs and what they want, versus just putting it out there. And so he has these expectations, she has these expectations, neither of them are shared, and then everything just breaks down he gets defensive and passive aggressive and annoyed and all pissy and she's just like well yeah just help me like what was going on here you know and then they're at opposite sides of the room again not even holding hands and also they showed the footage of at the airport he's like 20 feet ahead of her like not even with her or paying attention to her I feel like that that's just something you have to be aware of as a, a tall person is that like 
you can move a lot more efficiently. But you don't look back or notice? Like, I've left my wife behind well, in that's the what airport? Well, that's what I'm saying is I feel like there should have been that awareness just by by default, not not just because it's the wife, but, like, doubly so because it's the wife, but just, like, in general. It's like you see somebody who's, I don't know, like a rock climber. It's like somebody who's six and a half feet tall and is a rock climber is going to be able to do things that are way more difficult just off the bat than a short person because the short person is like having to contort themselves in all these things to grab these handholds and the tall person is just like, oh, oh, I'm at the top (laughs) already. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it continues. To, it I guess... continues to be a problem. I I don't know if he's also still just taking it personally that he's having to hold in his horniness so much. <laughs> I don't know. He was like still more passive aggressiveness too when she said thanks for waiting earlier, and he says you're welcome. Like, <laughs> like come on. Yeah. So. Claire asks, we don't see each other romantically at this point, right? And he's like, sure. I mean, it is early, but also, like, you're not helping things with the way you're acting. So Claire said we're going to try our hardest. Yeah, I also just feel like that's not a great question to ask. No. Either. Yeah. Like, why put that out there? All right. You just, like, start small. And also, Work like, up to it. if we're at the point where we're already at, we're going to try our hardest, and this is day two, three, like, that is... They haven't even made it to Slendergate <laughs> timeline. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're already super upset with each other, and you haven't made it to the honeymoon yet. Now, I saw a clip from After Party where Claire said Cameron told her off camera that he asked for someone tall and slender. Oh boy. So we've already reached slender Kate. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, she is slender. She's just yeah. incredibly short. So, so, so it's it's short gate now. I I mean, I <laughs> guess that comment he made we heard last week about him asking for someone five four or taller. Maybe there was more to that than I realized if this is what he said to her off camera, so <sighs> she is four inches too short. Uh, well at least. Mm-hmm. oh man oh, I just oh well we can't we can't already be to this point I just we already lose so many couples you signed up for a show where you don't know them ahead of time and complain <laughs> like look <sighs> I think people go into this with the mistaken notion that the experts are going to care what they put on the surveys yeah, we've seen them match the opposite of what you say before, <laughs> so. Yeah, I just feel like a few inches of height aren't something that should be a huge deal breaker. No, it really shouldn't. Well, everyone has their preferences, Christy. That was a trap, okay? <laughs> and you fell into It's 2023, all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Now, I, I, I don't know what to make of it because it just, it feels like things are so off kilter with them. Like, it's not even the case, because, like, hey, everyone is going through the same thing of, like, oh, I just married a stranger. What does that mean? And you're not going to necessarily just, oh, everything is perfect and, and amazing. And, like, even Emily, right, she had all these grand plans of, like, oh, like, I'm breaking out the handcuffs, and, like, this is just going to be a freaky first night of marriage. And, like, even then, you just got to realize, like, oh, well, you know, maybe we do need to, like, take a little time and, you know, learn a couple things about each other and, like, softly move into it. Like, that's a totally reasonable thing that is going to be a progression before you get truly comfortable with this person but to start out immediately being like angry about like sort of the core of who your spouse is just, yeah like she can't change her height so what good does it do for you to voice that to her and it's like jasmine's butt not being juicy oh, enough goodness. <laughs> You know, it just, it doesn't bode well in my, no. in my heart of hearts. I just look at that and go, mm, I feel like the honeymoon is going to be unpleasant and the entire eight weeks is going to be unpleasant and they're going to say no on decision day. Yeah. I feel like the fact that she revealed that on after party is like, <laughs> if they were together, why would you say that? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Christy. You just shake your head in wonder sometimes at how people behave and how they choose to live their lives. But that's why we're here, to make, you know, see people make horrible decisions. Right? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> to see the train wreck. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week with another... Married at First Sight train wreck. <laughs>